What's up, everybody? Welcome to In This Economy. My name is Matt, and I'm here with my co-host, Sam, as usual. How you doing today, big guy? Doing great, Matty. Thank you for having me. Let's uh, let's get this bread. I would love to get some bread. I'm yep. actually a little hungry, so talking about bread is only going to make it worse. But glad to be back. Excited to have another wonderful episode. We made it to number 11, and we have a great show. We have a lot of fun things to talk about, actually some exciting stuff going on this weekend. Um, and at first, we're going to do a bit of a recap on the New Hampshire primary. No surprise there, Bernie Sanders won. I won a little bit of money, so I'm one for two right now on the primary betting, if you don't count my Biden bet on him losing. But but what if you do? Well, then, you know, we're going to have to cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, I have some suspicions about what's coming up. So I'm going to talk about the Nevada pri- caucus. Sorry, it's not a primary. We're back on the caucus. And uh, that's Back happening on, on the, caucus. the 22nd of February. So we're going to talk about that. I have a new biotech company I want to talk about called Cassava Sciences, ticker symbol S-A-V-A. Mm, Saba. And, yeah, Saba. Nice and easy. Yeah. And then Samuel is going to talk about the upcoming fight, which is Fury and Wilder number two, I believe. Man, the, the best boxing match we have had in years. I'm saying this is as good as Tyson uh mayweather or sorry tyson holyfield okay this is a big deal yeah well I'm, i mean i'm looking forward to it and i'm not like a huge mma guy but it's you uh, it's it's not mma it's boxing man come on show some respect boxing fight my, show my some apologies. respect yeah you're right and then we're gonna wrap up the episode talking about some xfl yeah you know i've been watching i watched a little bit this weekend and uh pretty good yeah. pretty 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 good uh i think if you like if you like college football, I'd say this is pretty comparable. Like everyone who plays here either played a little bit in the NFL, washed out, definitely played in college and, and did good enough to play professional at some level. So not bad. All right. Nice. Well, we'll get into more details at the end of the episode. But first, I'm going to do my recap on uh, New Hampshire. So Bernie Sanders won. There's actually not much to talk about because he just outright won. I think it was only by like five or 4,000 votes that he beat Pete Buttigieg. So he is um, he is being closely trailed by the um, next level people, but the upcoming caucus is Nevada, and originally, well, originally, I think like a couple of months ago, it seemed like Biden was going to be the favorite, but since then, he is now um, in third place, at least as far as predicted is concerned. But Nevada is interesting because they originally were going to use the same app that messed up a whole bunch in Iowa, and they scrapped that, so... Nevada is kind of scrambling to get organized, and you're already seeing some reporting from the Washington Post saying that volunteers are not being told precisely how the processes are going to go. So I have a suspicion here, and right now Bernie Sanders is the favorite. In Predicted, he's got Yes betting at 83 cents, which is pretty high, followed by Pete Buttigieg at 8 cents. But, you know, we're starting to get reporting from the media already saying like, oh, you know, Nevada's already going to have these problems and blah, blah, blah. So... I almost think the bet here is to spread out a little bit of money over Pete and Biden, and they might do an actual upset, and uh, Bernie might lose it. So I think the way that they should count the votes is like, you know, we had it right in middle school. We just have a little piece of paper says, will you vote for me? Yes, no, maybe, and have it signed Bernie, Pete, maybe. Joe, Elizabeth, one of those. That's the way to do it. It that almost seems too easy because with the caucus it's like multiple rounds of voting too. So at least with the primary it is just like one simple vote and you know, 
it could I liken it to my high school days and voting for mm-hmm. class president. But in the caucus world, it's it's this crazy thing that goes on, and I can't even get into it because I don't really understand it entirely. But at the end of the day, I'm still suspicious that. They're going to do what they can to keep Bernie Sanders from winning it. So the strategy I'm thinking of employing is putting a little bit of money in Pete or in Biden because Biden is really only trailing by like 10 points in terms of the actual polling data we have in Nevada. So I think there is a small chance that uh, Bernie could end up losing. But that's uh, that's pretty much it for the Nevada caucus. And uh, it's coming up on the 22nd of February. Go heavy Pete. Yeah. Heavy Pete on the caucus. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So the next thing I think we should talk about is uh, this other biotech company. And it's been a while since I've brought a new ticker to the game, but we're going to let omega-3s aside and talk a little bit about Alzheimer's disease. Whoa. Yeah, and for those who don't know, um, Alzheimer's disease, the treatments right now are not very good. They only treat the symptoms and not really the disease progression. So what Cassava Sciences has today is a compound that is hoping to actually modify the disease as it progresses. And they're trading right now at $7.26 a share, although that could change by the time you listen to this podcast. Um, And their market cap is around $125 million. So they're small. They're ready to go. Yeah, it's a very small company right now. Um, But they have an asset. It's called PTI-125. And they're hoping that after a 28-day treatment, they're going to show a difference in cognition and memory. And they released some Phase 2A data that showed that there are differences in the biomarkers of these patients after they're on this drug. So they're following this up with phase 2B data that should come out in the middle of 2020. And they're hoping that it's going to show a change in cognition and memory in the right direction. So, you know, for a company that's only $125 million in market cap, I think the, the latest blockbuster drug, or one of the blockbuster drugs uh, called Aricept, made around 2 or $3 billion at its peak per year. So you can imagine that if Cassava Sciences does see very good Phase 2B data, their company would be valued significantly higher than $125 million that it is today. So this is very high risk and very high reward if it does pay out. We're talking 10x. Yeah. I mean, you could easily imagine the asset. 10 to 20x. Yeah. You yeah. could easily imagine the, the asset being that valuable if, in fact, the, the data is positive. So the odds that the data is actually positive, it's not very high, i got to be honest, because these Alzheimer's trials for only doing a 28-day study is very short. A lot of times, cognition and memory, they need to go on these drugs for you know upwards of a year sometimes. So there's definitely a very high chance this doesn't pan out. But I figure if uh, if you guys want a juicy biotech stock, this is one that you should play. This is, uh, well, the trial is going to have positive effects for the most part, even if it's not really conclusive, right? Because if it's 28 days, it's not a lot enough time, but it is enough time to pump that stock with good trial results so it's pretty good in the spirit of alzheimer's i'm calling this the forget about it stock of the week yeah i mean that's fair yeah and really at only 125 million dollar market cap it's uh it's pretty generous right now they also have a diagnostic test that they're working through for alzheimer's disease so i think it's um it's not too bad i'm probably going to pick some up if the stock dips into the sixes but you know, I'll uh, I'll be sure to update you guys because we do some time before the mid twenty twenty um, readout. I'm buying tomorrow morning. I All like right. it. Uh, sub eight dollars. I'm gonna go heavy on the shares. All right, let's go. Yeah. So that's uh that's what I got for biotech for you guys. With all the, I got uh, some extra uh, change in my pocket thanks to our friends at Ethereum lately. Mm. Oh, if you guys have been paying attention, that bad boy is still going up. It's at two sixty five last I checked. Uh, right now it's Monday. 
the 17th of February, President's Day. Happy President's Day. Yeah, go Trump. So, um, again, I don't think that Ethereum is a bad buy. It's still pretty good. It's not as good as it was at, say, 200 but still a good buy. I think there's still a lot of room for growth. Let's keep it moving. All right. Love it. Yeah. Had to add it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm still holding some Ethereum, so I'll eagerly watch the market as uh, it climbs up back to my cost basis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Is it is it football time? Yeah. Let's hit us with, with what you got, big guy. Man. Okay. So I've been real skeptical about the XFL. Uh, and then the reports came out pretty positively after week one. Seemed that Twitter was a big fan of the XFL. People seemed to like the rules. People seemed to think the quality of football was pretty good. And let me tell you, I'm changing their name after watching it. It is now the SexFL because this league fucks. <laughs> it is pretty good. It is fun. It's exciting. Uh, there's a lot of talent out here. I would not be surprised if 10 to 20 of these guys that are playing end up on NFL rosters in this offseason. There's some good – there's guys that have already been in the NFL and just kind of washed out or you know, couldn't really cut it for multiple reasons. But it's pretty good football, mm-hmm. and it's fun to watch. It's entertaining. It really helps. Uh, there's two teams that have really stuck out to me so far. That's the Houston Roughnecks. And the uh, D.C. Defenders, the D.C. Defenders are led by Cardell Jones, former Ohio State Buckeye great Cardell Jones, okay. who uh, led them to a, um, a national title victory that first year of the college football playoffs. And right now, he is the front runner for the XFL MVP. Wow. He's balling out. The Defenders are 2-0. They're a good team. They're fun mm-hmm. to watch. And they are not part of my can't miss, but they are part of my parlay. Mm. So I do have a can't-miss bet of the week for you guys, and that is my Roughnecks minus six versus the Tampa Bay Vipers. Uh, 110 wins you 100 on this. Roughnecks are a good team. Um, They just won yesterday. Yesterday, that's the 16th of February, to go 2-0. They lead their division right now. They won 28-24 yesterday, but it's really because they kind of stopped caring towards the end of the game they could have won by much more they were up like 21-0 at one point oh. so really good team they have a really good running back and they have a wide receiver i don't know his first name but his last name is phillips and he is electric i think this guy was in the league for a while and i think he's one of those guys that i said is gonna kind of find his way mm-hmm. back on another roster some team's gonna take a shot on him if not right during uh training camp definitely when when some dudes get hurt mid-training camp, preseason, even early season, I could see this guy getting calls. He is balling out. He is catching everything. He's making plays. He's playing well. Uh, So I like Roughnecks minus six versus the Tampa Bay Vipers. It's exciting. It's fun to watch. And then I have a parlay so we can make some real money. It's been a while since we made some serious money on this pod. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, This is a juicy one. This one is so good. I had to take, take it. it? I wow. had to take it when yeah. I was writing this down. Yeah, so I got Roughnecks minus six, the so same thing as my can't miss parlay. Then I got the Seattle Dragons, led by quarterback BJ Daniels. Okay. Um uh, so I got the Dragons plus four and a half means they could they could lose by up to four points. I think they'll end up winning actually, but for some reason XFL doesn't allow you to do money line bets. Mm-hmm. It's all spread. And then I got the DC Defenders minus eight. Pretty big spread, obviously. They got to win by nine points to hit this parlay. But 
Man, and Cardell I trust. This guy's good. It's a damn shame he stayed in college one extra year after he had won the national title. He was widely considered to be the number one overall pick after that season. He decided to stay in college. Very bad career move. And his stock dropped like crazy. He did get drafted in the NFL, I think, but it was a very low round pick and he kind of washed out. But he is definitely getting his uh, his wings back. Mm. He's getting his footing back, whatever you want to phrase it at. He's coming back. He's playing great. He looks like a professional quarterback and he's athletic and he knows how to win. So I, he's another one of those guys that I think is going to find his way back in the NFL because of the XFL. So I got defenders minus eight, dragons plus four and a half, and roughnecks minus six. One hundred dollars wins you six hundred dollars. That's not bad. Ride with me. Yeah, I mean, for only three games. Yeah, three games. That's pretty good. Not bad. Yeah. So there's only eight uh, eight teams right now. So oh, okay. uh, only four games a week. Right. So not a lot. Yeah. But they're just dipping their toes in the water yeah. right now. Uh, but it's been pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Is there anything? Are they like younger players than NFL? Not necessarily. No. Just kind of a lower tier. Lower tier. Yeah. It's 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 being shown as you know professional football. And it is professional football, but it's it's a tier lower, right? The best way to put it, and the way I could really explain it, if you are a fan of college football. These guys are the better players in college football, okay? So if you're sitting there watching like Temple play Wake Forest on a Saturday afternoon, you have no reason yeah. not to watch the XFL. These guys are better than those guys. Yeah. So nice. I, that's how I, that's how I pretty much say it. They're, they're not as good. They're not the superstars that were in college because those dudes were in the NFL. But these guys are pretty good. It's good football, and I'm not. I'm a noted college football hater. I actually don't like it. I always say my, my, my general rule is I'll see the good ones in the NFL. Mm. This is, in my opinion, a tier up. The coaches are really good. Well, not all of them, but some of them yeah. are good. And sure. it's fun to watch. Yeah. So get in with it. And then I have a bet for the boxing match this Saturday that right. I am pumped about. Like I said, this is the most exciting fight, in my opinion, since Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson. So there's some history between these two guys, right? Correct, yes. Yeah. So uh, they both hold heavyweight titles, mm -hmm. and they're both considered up there in the pantheon of heavyweight fighters. Fury actually beat Klechko, which is a big deal. Klechko, for a very long time, um, led, led heavyweight boxing for a really long time. He's just a Russian stallion that could not be beat, and uh, Fury beat him. And Wilder, they call him the the Bronx Bomber. This guy can hit. He knocks out everyone. He's actually never lost a fight. And the only fight he has not won was against Fury. You and I were actually watching that fight together. It went all 10 rounds. And it looked like Fury got knocked out. Yeah. It was crazy. He got... Fury looked like he was winning that fight, actually, from a technical basis. He really did. It looks like Fury was, uh, was going to beat Wilder. And then Wilder... Just hit him with a huge right, yeah. and he was out. He you could see as he was falling, his eyes rolled back in his head, and then he got up like an absolute animal, yeah. like an absolute animal. So he got up, and uh, so yeah, that ended up being a uh, a split decision fight. 
And this was the this first fight was over a year ago now. Yeah, it was over a year ago, just over a year ago. And they haven't fought anybody since. They have. They both yeah. fought since, and they both won. Really? Okay. They both won. They've crushed. I think. Uh, yeah, they both just destroy their opponents. Yeah. <laughs> they're, wow. they're really good. Jeez, uh, but then so getting back in. They're back into it, and you know what? The line on this is crazy. Like on most Wilder fights, he is a heavy favorite. I'm talking about minus 500, minus wow. 600. So, again, when I say minus 500, minus 600, that's a 6 to 1 favorite, meaning you have to put down $600 or $500 to win $100. Yeah. This time, Wilder's only minus 120. Vegas really thinks it's kind of like a wow. split decision, and Fury's actually an even money on this. So, you wow. want to put $100, you get 100 Yeah. That being said, Wilder's winning this fight. He is a much better boxer. He is such a good puncher. Fury can take a good old beating. He's a tough guy. He's a gypsy. They call him the Gypsy King. Okay. Um, but man, Wilder's coming in. He's got his reputation to defend. He's gonna come in there, and he just he says it himself. He loves hitting people and hurting people. He is a scary dude. Watch interviews of this guy. He is a scary dude. So I like Wilder minus 120 on this bet. I, I would feel very comfortable telling you guys to bet anywhere between 500 to 700 dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, like anywhere between 500 to 10 million dollars, <laughs> probably. <laughs> so now, given that Fury can take so much damage, don't you think Wilder really needs to knock him out to actually to win the fight? I I do. So you see, you see him going to be able to pull off that that KO. Yeah. So one cumulative hits, right? Fury's right. taken a lot of hits to the yeah. head. He's taken a lot of hits, and he's even taken you know a good amount of Wilder hits. Yeah. Your body's going to give out. Wilder pretty much only wins by knockout. So he's kind of like the the anti Mayweather, right. whereas like Mayweather's like a technician, yeah. kind of just wins by decision every time. Wilder just knocks you out that's mm -hmm. it that's his only hope kind of like mike tyson back in the day that's why i really kind of always use mike tyson as the example which is why he's so exciting to watch because he could be technically losing a fight and he's got that puncher's chance only his puncher's chance is his advantage he is scary out there he's got such a long reach he's got so much power in his punch he's a really fun fighter he's made in my opinion heavyweight boxing fun for the first time in a very long time hmm. yeah that's gonna be pretty crazy and that's this saturday as well saturday right? yeah well worth the price of admission if you go wherever you go to watch it it's worth it i think it's gonna be the the fight of the year i've been very excited for this for a long time yeah yeah and it's just uh it's very scary the fact that these two dudes are so intimidating and like pretty pretty elite athletes in the sport and you know anything can happen but well, not not in your opinion. Yeah, not in not in my opinion. Over. In my opinion, it is over. Well, that's yeah. just Barry Fury now. If I was him, I wouldn't even show up. Jeez. Save yourself a concussion, pal. Right, right. Okay. Well, it's pretty good stuff. And uh, you know, with that, I think we're gonna wrap it up. But yeah. Thanks everybody for for listening, tuning in. Please subscribe and uh, follow us on Twitter at Economy Pod. You can also send us an email at inthiseconomypod at gmail .com. Let us know what you think of our picks. Um, thank us for all the money you've made. And uh, with that, uh, please tune in next week, and we'll see you then. Enjoy the XFL. <laughs>